Hey friends, Heather here, and we have an exciting opportunity for you to join us as we continue this podcast and continue shifting the Down Syndrome narrative. We have started a Patreon page, and this is a way for our listeners to support us financially every month so that we can keep the podcast going. We have three different tiers between $10 and $100, so wherever you feel you can give monthly to help us support the podcast and to continue to shout the worth people with Down Syndrome as we shift the Down Syndrome narrative, you can head over to the Lucky Few podcast.com sign up for our patreon page and start giving today thank you so much hey friends welcome to another episode of the lucky few podcast where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with down syndrome this is heather and friends i am here on my own today without my beautiful co-host but we have such an exciting interview today with ryan and katie marley who made the documentary el candidato and Brian Russell, who is the star of this documentary, he is the first man with Down syndrome to ever run for political office anywhere in the entire world. This is a really big deal. I've been following this journey. We're so excited to have them. So thank you listeners for joining us and welcome to the Lucky View Podcast. All right, friends, I am so excited for this interview. Um, it's just me, as I said in the intro today. So we're just going to go straight there. You don't have to put up with the banter between myself and my co-hosts today. But we have some really extraordinary people here with us today. We have Katie and Ryan. They are a husband and wife team who are working hard on a documentary called El Candidato, which is all about Brian Russell, who is a man who has Down syndrome and ran for political office in Peru. He is the first person with Down syndrome to ever run for a political office in the entire world. Um, for some background, the election was held on January 26th and Brian received over 13,000 votes. That's more than 25% of people elected to Congress receive. Unfortunately, he didn't he did not technically win because he was part of a small party that didn't receive enough overall votes. So in the end, he was not elected to Congress. Politics are complicated, friends. We're in the middle of a political season. And I'll just say that I don't prefer politics. And um, I love all of those of you who do. <laughs> it's just not my jam. But even so, this is an amazing, amazing moment in our community. And I also think that if all politics involve people with Down syndrome, it would be a totally different space and I would be very into it. So I'm excited about this interview. Katie and Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Heather. Thank Thanks. you so much. Well said, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. I'm so glad. And so um, let me tell our listeners what's going on here. So Brian and his father, Michael, are in Peru, which is where they live, and they are going to be hopping on the interview in just a little bit. Um, so in the middle of this interview, or at some point, we're going to get to welcome them on and hear straight from Brian about his experience running um, running in this election with his campaign. But before we do that, Katie and Ryan, let's start with, tell us who you are, where you're from, how you like life. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a big question. Take the, last, take the last part first. No, I was going to say. What? How do you like, why do you like life? Go ahead. What's your favorite part um, about life? Oh, goodness. Okay. I'll think on that. Uh, 
but yeah, we live in uh, Toronto, Canada. Uh, like you said, husband and wife production team. Uh, this is the first documentary that we have ever shot under a new company that we've created with two other colleagues. And um, this felt like, you know, the perfect first project for us. I think, you know, really, really daunting. Um, it was, you know, Ryan, they, like explain kind of how big a deal it was like for us to take this on. Um, Katie read an article in the New York Times about Brian and shared it with me. Um, and then we shared it uh, with uh, the two other people that we're working with on the documentary, the best editor we've ever worked with, the best writer that we've ever worked with. Um, and the four of us loved Brian's story so much. The tagline is so great. The first person with yeah. Down syndrome to ever run for public office anywhere yeah. in the world. But then for us as uh, filmmakers, television makers, um, you know, is Brian a great character? Uh, so uh, Katie as a producer immediately contacted the family. Um, and through conversations, we realized that Brian right away, as you'll see when he drops in on uh on the interview he is a big dynamic personality he's one of <laughs> my favorite people that i've ever met or worked with um and uh so uh as it works in the world of documentary ideally you get an exclusivity deal signed with uh, the central character in this case brian and his family um, and we made a really quick decision to fly a crew two camera guys a sound guy and myself um, down to peru because we were running out of time um, but when we flew down, which was about a week after the article, reading the article, we had about two weeks until the election wow. to really immerse ourselves with Brian and his family and his team. Like, a, you know, in a documentary sense, think D.A. Pennybaker's The War Room, where it's not about Bill Clinton and his 93 uh, presidential election campaign. It's about George Stephanopoulos and James Carville, who are running his campaign and made stars of those two guys. Yeah. And so for us, Brian is a central character, but he has this amazing team of incredibly experienced um, campaign people from across South America who believed and were inspired by Brian as much as we were. So we have access to all of that big campaign bus driving through the streets of Peru and we're uh, streets of Lima and we're driving around for the two weeks as, as Brian tries to change hearts and minds about how people feel about Down syndrome and time to get enough folks to get elected. Wow. Oh my gosh, this is wild. So when did, when did you read that article? When did you first see it and say, we've got to do this? You know what? It was actually in mid-December, I think. And I was truthfully laying in bed scrolling through my phone, as we do, you know, once you finally get a moment to relax. And I came across the article in the New York Times, and it was I think I contacted him. I really think I contacted him that night. Like I remember texting Ryan saying, I, I remember the text so clearly just saying, this is an amazing doc. And right away you felt the same. We brought it to the other team members and it just felt so right. But unfortunately I didn't hear back from Brian. <laughs> for like, we went away. We went away for the Christmas holidays and I had honestly kind of given up on the concept because I thought, you know what? There's probably a lot of people coming at him right now. They were getting quite a bit of press at the time. Yeah. And then a message popped up on my Facebook when we got home from the holidays. And it was from Brian Russell himself saying that he was interested and to call them. And, and honestly, the rest is history. It moved wow. so, so quickly after that. And um, 
you know, all of it felt like a risk because we had never shot in Peru before. We didn't know the logistics of getting even into the into the country with our camera gear mm-hmm. and with mm-hmm. the crew. And so every day was it was really one foot in front of the other, the whole process. But so so worth it. So why Down syndrome? What's your connection, or is he oh. your connection? Yes, there there is there's there's a strong connection. So the team, all four of us, had just come off a series called Employable Me. Uh, It's a documentary series about people with physical disabilities and uh, neurological conditions, genetic conditions, who are trying to find employment. Uh, We had done three seasons of the show in Canada, BBC format series that we brought over here. And I think it really awakened something in all of us. Um, You know, we really got attached to the content. We had probably, I would say, at least six cast members uh, with Down syndrome, and all of them made a huge, huge impact on all of us. And, you know, I don't think any of us had worked in this space before. And so it was just like, it, it really was an awakening. And then seeing this connection right after we had wrapped on that show, it felt it felt so natural to go and tell Brian's story. And I think Brian can, uh, Ryan can attest that when they got there, the process of following Brian and getting to know him felt really natural too. Yeah, you always, when you're, especially when you commit to going to a different part of the world, um, but even if you're driving across town or taking a domestic flight, it's that moment when you're making a documentary, when you get to the door and you knock on the door, and what is that moment going to be like between you and the person you're hoping to um, follow for whatever the time period is? Mm-hmm. And so it's always that, that's always for me the, like, I, I love the work and I'm so comfortable doing it, but it's that moment right before the door opens. Um, and even though I'd spent uh, so much time working um, uh, with characters on camera who had Down syndrome, I was still a bit nervous. But the door uh, opened and Brian was there and it was just an immediate uh, connection, you know, the um, and that becomes really a big part of our story. You know, the mm-hmm. so Brian's running for... Uh, he's running for Congress and we know that many people um, watching the documentary and people that Brian's encountering are asking the question, does somebody with Down syndrome have the ability to run for office? Do they have the ability to be a politician? Mm. Meaning would they have the ability to make a difference inside the political system for the people of the country that they were running in? And, um, you know, we, we spend the documentary uh, answering that question, knowing that there will be a critical element watching the documentary and there will be a supportive element watching the documentary. Um, and what's, what's so great is Brian is a lot of the time campaigning on the street. He's got a blue vest um, that all the uh, candidates have to wear to let people know that they're running for public office. Um, and he's interacting with many, many, many people. The streets of Peru, the streets of Lima are completely full with people all the time. So he is interacting over and over and over again with people who don't believe that he should be running for public office because yeah. he has Down syndrome. And what happened, which is amazing because as Canadians, that kind of open dialogue doesn't happen. Um, but there it does. People were very open with Brian about how they felt. And what was so incredible about him is that he had the ability to change everybody's mind mm-hmm. and turn them from uh, someone who was critical or, or cynical into a into a voter? And it's a big part of why he came out of nowhere and got as many votes as he as he did. 
Yeah, he he truly is a fantastic politician. Like it's, yes. he he really is. That's wow. So okay, when you when you went there, because it sounds like it was just such a whirlwind. It happened so quickly, and yeah. um, I have a friend of mine who's does video and documentary video, and um, there was that that documentary that just won best documentary for the Academy Awards. The Honey, help me out here. Honey, oh, I'm gonna have to look at it. Um, uh, are the, you? Oh, go ahead. No, no. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? It just won. It was it won the Academy Award for best documentary. Honey, something. Honey. Oh gosh, I do this every time. My mom's name is Honey, you know and so I stop there. No, no, that rings a bell. I'm not. Honey you know pot? No, it's not Honey Pot. Um, I'm googling as we talk here. It is. No, that's not it. I'm googling too. Okay. So okay, my point is, we watched this documentary. And the honey, what, land. honey land, thank you. Okay, Honeyland, we will link to it if we can in our show notes. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend Honeyland. This is not about Honeyland. My point being <laughs> that the doc, people who created the documentary say that they had four years in which they were back and forth with this person, right? And oh, so, wow. so, like the idea that if you have four years worth of content, you can tell a lot of stories That's within right. that content, and you guys have like two weeks right or, yeah. or how much yeah you have two weeks and not even that much time planning up to that point yeah. so you what i heard you say ryan is that you went in to tell this story of can a person with down syndrome actually be a, a like contribute to the political system um and that's what i'm hearing you say in so many words and so did that this the question that you went in looking to document did it remain the same or did it change as the weeks went on well, I think, you know, there's, uh, it would be great for, to have four years uh, to shoot with anybody. Um, right. I can't wait to see that film, by the way. Um, I was shooting this year for the Academy Awards. I couldn't watch. I, was, I love, 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 love watching it so much. Um, uh, the great thing about the time that we had with Brian is that it was a structured time. So you have a three-act structure in place. You have a guy who uh, is doing a thing, and there is an end. Uh, and they're working and pushing towards getting to the end as quickly as possible. So, um, you know, the, 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 question, the question with Brian of whether he was capable um, uh, was one of multiple storylines and questions that I was following throughout the documentary. I think for me as an audience, I get bored if something's about one thing. Yeah. Um, so the, the documentary... Um, becomes about answering whether Brian is capable, but it's uh, to uh, run for public office, be a politician, yeah. but it's also about whether the country itself is ready yeah. um, mm -hmm. for someone with Down syndrome to be a politician. And both of those things go head to head. The other question, and this is a big one in the documentary, and I think we, you know, from a journalistic perspective, laying the information out on the table for the audience, letting the audience make a decision is important in documentary. Sure. And so is Brian making an independent decision to be a politician or is he being influenced and manipulated by a team who has an end goal that's bigger than Brian? Um, mm -hmm. Thinking of Brian, for example, as a symbol. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, that's really important because the work that I've, the work that I've done with people with Down syndrome is, um, you know, there are always so many people around uh, the people that I've worked with with Down syndrome who have the best intentions for them. And the, 
the, the most important thing for me in this documentary may be more important for me than proving whether Brian is capable or not, because of course, for me, I know that he is, is going into an environment and, and assessing for myself or, or asking the questions, letting the audience decide, is this something that Brian really, really wants to be doing? Mm. Does he really have a passion for this? And is he being supported by the people and the team around him and his family? Or is he being manipulated? And so I think that question, along with, is Brian capable? Is the country ready? Those three questions become kind of the, the deeper questions. And then running alongside that for me as well is, what is the personal journey that Brian is on? You know, is he growing through this experience? Um, is he learning about himself? You know, where is he at emotionally? There's so much amazing raw emotion in this film. I can't even tell you. I think it was the thing that surprised me the most was how completely wide open he was emotionally, good and bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then you also have like, there's a love triangle in this documentary. Um, there's uh, like two supporting characters um, who are really amazing. The, his parents are incredible. The landscape is amazing. The mm -hmm. endless supply of people willing to be on camera. Um, and then some really unexpected events, I think, that, yes. that happened. And you never know if something like that is going to happen when you're there for such a short time. Right. Um, can, you share, can you share any of those without giving away too much? Like an yeah, event think, that stands out to you? Sorry to, sorry to interrupt. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, for example, um, the way the election system works in Peru is there are two down days between the when people can campaign and when the actual election is and those two days are campaign free so okay. no politician can go out and do anything that seems to be campaigning it's also a dry two days in the country so nobody's allowed to drink um which is interesting mm -hmm. uh so on the final day of um on the final day of campaigning uh where they're all making the final push every vote counts all the cliches mm -hmm. uh all the election cliches um, they are having a gigantic party, uh, political party party to uh, celebrate how everybody's done. Massive hall, white chairs, DJ, chandeliers, the president of the party, all this stuff. Um, and as Brian is, uh, as Brian is campaigning, um, a massive explosion happens in the city. Um, massive gas explosion. Um, many, many people die many many people wounded many many homes um uh are uh, burnt out um and it becomes a very very sad day in peru and that party turns into a very very you know very sad affair um and uh brian's uh response to it uh not as a politician not as someone running for office but as a person in peru and what he does in the days when he's not campaigning um, becomes a really interesting kind of left turn for the documentary that's very unexpected. Wow. Oh gosh, that's so wild. I, I didn't know of that about that. I'm just sitting in my very ignorant American um, space. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call it what it is, guys. Yeah, no, fair, fair. Um, so that's, that's wild. Um, what what was your, and maybe you've answered this, but I feel like if we can unpack it a little, little bit more, what your goal was for you guys personally as filmmakers, what was your 
goal starting out and then what's your goal now on the other end of it and maybe it hasn't changed for getting this documentary into the world mm-hmm. um i i can start with that i think i think our goal um i think our goal has always been to make something it i know it sounds a bit cliche but really to make something meaningful mm-hmm. um like i said coming off employable me and you know truthfully i have a pretty strong kind of reality lifestyle background and so to be able to step into something like employable me and then el candidato it was it was really really about making something meaningful that had the the potential to to change minds um mm-hmm. so that was that was honestly the first step um and then you know the second thing i wanted was to make an incredible film that would do Brian and his family justice. And so, you know, we put a lot of work on the production end into making sure we had an incredible team out in the field who knew how to shoot a beautiful beautiful documentary, um who knew how to kind of follow the puck when when the story changed. And so that was my initial goal. Um and then maybe Ryan you can speak to the rest like it you know i think we want this right now we are you know we have shot the documentary and we are so so proud of it and i think we just there was so much more story and content than than we really could have imagined especially in such a short time period like you said you know i'm used to shooting things over a lot more time and in a very um you know in a in a more controlled manner so I think we have this incredible film uh we're cutting together a trailer that's looking really really cool and now our next major goal is to get this film out really on the world stage I think yeah. you know that's what we want to do Yeah I know I know for I uh I 100% am with Katie and everything uh that she said um <laughs> otherwise I'd be in trouble yeah, that might be awesome. um personally <laughs> and professionally um the uh but i i think the the goal is always to make uh an incredible film you know and i think yeah. the the goal is always to honor the central character um mm-hmm. i know for me the uh there seems to be a real blind spot with down syndrome where people have a judgment a prejudice and it's never challenged and yeah. so i think the easiest way to challenge people uh the the contribution that we can make is to make a film that is not earnest and sincere and like you know about you know doing good in the world but is a very very good film that reveals uh an incredible person who is so incredible that uh he challenges the perceptions that people aren't even aware that they have yeah. about people with down syndrome yeah yeah that reminds me we we had a woman on the show we did a we did a live recording last year and there's a woman named Gil Williamson and she's a talent agent for people who have disabilities here in Hollywood and um she has a 40-year-old son who has down syndrome and so her story is through him wanting to be an actor and so she's she's freaking amazing if you I mean I don't even know how people find her just Gil Williamson <laughs> but she's yeah she's incredible but it was interesting we had asked her a question like for the future of film and down syndrome and or media um like what does she want to see happen and what she said is she wants to see more roles that are like the b role like we need a barista or we need a person pushing whatever down the the sidewalk or we need the person who gets this one line who yeah. 
no one ever thinks to cast someone with Down syndrome in those places. But what we need as a community, as a Down syndrome community, and what we need to really see a narrative shift is to have people with Down syndrome in these spaces to challenge everyone's ideas of what it actually means to have Down syndrome and be in the world. And it, that's what you were saying. Just reminded me, reminded me of that. Yeah, that people with Down syndrome can be in the political sphere. And yeah, that's, a, that's a wildly challenging idea for most people. And I'd even say as a mom raising two kids with Down syndrome, it, it challenges me, you know, mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. To, see, to think through that and what that means um, yeah, it's, for politics. It's Absolutely. It's like, it's such a large stage. And, you know, when we were, when we were on Employable Me, we were doing things with, you know, there's, there's a lot of barriers to employment as well, but, but that was one thing, you know, it's like, you know, a lot of people on the show were able to successfully get jobs. And, you know, a lot of our, our cast members with Down syndrome have actually really retained those jobs and Mm. have done so well. And I'm sure not surprising to you have really like integrated themselves into that workplace. Like a lot of these workplaces feel that, that these, these employees are, are family members now. Um, Mm. But you know, that's one thing, you know, getting someone a job, but then to, to have someone stand up like this um, in a national election. I mean, that's, that's big, that's big for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really is. We talk a lot about narrative shift and um, the fact that this went on, that this happened is huge, but in so many places, and especially I think in the Western world, we're just not paying attention to what's happening in Peru, you know, like the majority of people. So if you had not seen that article and then made the decision and taken the risk to go do this, I still would have no idea that this man with Down syndrome ran for an office and I would consider myself a leader in the Down syndrome community in right. within the Western space, you know, and, and more worldwide. The, wor- the worldwide view is really interesting when you're talking about shifting a Down syndrome narrative because that's the hope for us in our community is to do that for everybody. <gasps> uh, I think our friends are here. I think Brian, I think yes. the We've star on has entered the room. Can you see us? <gasps> yes. <laughs> Hola. Hello, Brian. Hi. Hi, Brian. Hi, Michael. Let me paint the scene here, friends. There are two very handsome young men on the, <laughs> on my computer screen right now, and they can't see my face, so that's probably awkward, a little more awkward for them. Um, how's Peru today? Very hot. Very hot. Yeah. Very hot. Yeah. They just closed the schools to the 30th of March because of this uh, virus. No way. Yeah. yeah. They were supposed to start on Monday. Wow. All schools, private and public. Yeah. Anyway. That was okay. a big deal. Yeah. I'm in Southern California and where I am, everything's still open, but it is eerie and interesting what's going on right now around the world. Okay. So Brian, hi. I'm here. And hi. And this is our podcast called the Lucky Few Podcast. And we call ourselves the Lucky Few because... I have two co-hosts who aren't here, but we all have kids with Down syndrome and we feel like oh, there are a few of us. It's yeah. amazing. So there's few of us who have kids with Down syndrome and we feel very lucky yeah. to be having, have kids with Down syndrome. So I have an 11 year old daughter who has Down syndrome and I have a six year old son who has Down syndrome and I'm super, yeah, super thankful for you and, and what you've done. So I want to talk about 
that you are the first person with Down syndrome to have run for Congress in the entire world. Okay. Is this correct? <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 And if you, Michael, if you want to, to translate for him, if that's better or easier, whatever works for you guys. Um, yeah, well, I don't. If, 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 uh, if Brian doesn't understand, I will translate for him. Okay. Perfect. You just say to me to translate. Okay. Translate. Yeah. Will you start by telling us why you wanted to run for office? Yeah, to to um, in, help and improve the the services. Yeah, for uh, special people, especially in health and in work. Because there's a great need for many people, uh, with, with uh, special, special people we call them, uh, uh, for various services and, and uh, access to work. Yes, Susan. Very cool. And then, um, can you tell us a little bit about what the process was like for you? What the journey was like? The campaign trail. Yeah, how was the campaign for you? Ah, the process of the campaign was, it, 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 no, pero fue, hicimos todo un, pro, todo un proceso de cómo se podían asimilar todo el, el tema de hacer actividades. Uh, we did it by simulation uh, ¿no? with, uh, with the media and, 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 and a lot of pro activities. Progresistas. Pro, pro, pro uh, yeah, he did it with, with a lot through, through the media and through, with support. Uh, para ir a, lo, a las eh, comunidades más alejadas y hablar sobre la inclusión y hacer sobre la postulación ahora con eso que yo estoy para para apoyarles. The main motive was to uh, for, uh, to promote inclusion in Peru uh, in, 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 in that, through the Congress. No y y todas las actividades que como yo voy a decir como yo he dado Hi, can I, can I help you? Yes, hi. I'm Gladys, the mother. No, but hi, Brian, mom. Yeah. Okay, what Brian said first is that uh, he went to very apart places where nobody went to really know the, the problematic for the people, what the people think, what they need, what they needed. So that was important because it was a very, very good impact. Sí. Okay, and he, he says that he, he was the representative, like the symbol for all the people with disabilities. Very cool. 
a ser un líder para las personas. Ok, what Brad, he said the focus of everything was to become a leader for all these people who had no voice and he was the, the voice for all these people, the representative. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Um, I really appreciate that you took, that's a big job undertaking. It's a big job. And I appreciate that you did that. Um, I read somewhere, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that this was the first time that people with disabilities got to vote in an election in Peru. Is that correct? Or no? No, no, Sí, fue la primera persona en postular algo de eso. Eh, hubo varias personas. Varia persona, ¿sí? Ok, he said that yes, he was the first one to, to appoint for the, for the Congress, for the Parliament. Because uh, there, there has been some other people in the world that is not directly with the Parliament, but just as a mayor, not the mayor, as a citizen mayor or something like that. But the real, the real one, like this, is something, this is something that was proved. I mean, um, how do you say? It was written by the World Association of Down Syndrome. They mm -hmm. verified that he was the first one in the world. Yes, but before was Brian run for, for to be a mayor? No, not the mayor. No. Councilman. The councilman mm -hmm. before the election from last year for the municipality of Miraflores where we live. But in, in that case, there was another lady for another party. But for the parliament, he has been the first one in the world. So he said, yeah, there were people with there some other um, candidates, for example, with physical disability. Yeah. But you're not talking about that. You're talking about especially uh, cognitive disability, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. With an with intellectual disability, I think that's what it's yeah. what we would say. Yeah, but Briar is is very square minded with it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Brian, I understand what it's going on Another question for you, Brian. So before you came on, Ryan and Katie were sharing that when they were out on the campaign trail with you and people would react to you on the streets and say, I, I don't think someone with Down syndrome should be running for a political office or should hold a political office and that you would eventually change their minds. Oh, sí, hubo muchos comentarios negativos de la persona. Yo simplemente estaba postulado a un puesto en el Parlamento. A veces la confianza de las personas con los políticos hagan que rechazan de esa forma. Ok. What he said is that there were some, some negative comments about uh, people who didn't trust somebody like Brian with Down syndrome being a candidate for, for the Congress. So the, the problem is that he says that uh, people don't trust, don't trust uh, politicians, right? Mm -hmm. So, who Okay. What he said is that he, he, he made a great impact on these people because it was the first one who was uh, posing for such kind of, of, of position. And he always, he, he also had, a, he said that at the end they recognized the abilities that he had. 
And the most important was the connection that he had with the people mm. and how he transformed the, the negative into the positive. Having Down syndrome and being in politics, how is Down syndrome an asset for you, being a politician? No, y tenemos realmente inclusive más que hablar en todos los años en cómo la sociedad se vuelve más inclusiva. Aparte de primaria que son capaces de en las acciones para los servicios, en la parte política para adquirir. Uh, what he says is that um, to be to be a person with disability and to run into <coughs> it makes the, the parliament more inclusive. Mm -hmm. That's what the society should be. And besides, uh, he has the abilities because he's 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 been himself a, a person with disability, so he knows what he needs and he knows all the discriminations, everything that he has gone through. It's much it's much easier for him to know what is he going to fight for because. It's not like he's a right, you know, he's just from outside. He's, 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 he's himself, the mm. one who, who has a disability. So he knows what to do or what they need. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. How did you feel when, when Ryan and Katie reached out and said, hey, we want to do a documentary? What were your initial thoughts? First of all, he was very excited, very happy. He was surprised. He didn't, yeah, he didn't expect that was going to be so big. But it, at, the, at the same time, he realized that it was a great responsibility to be the character of this documentary. To be the responsible for this. So I have a couple, I just have a couple more questions. I'm really grateful that you said yes, Brian. I'm grateful that you took that. I think it was an incredibly brave thing to have Down syndrome run for political office. And as a mom who has kids with Down syndrome, you're such an incredible role model for them. And I don't know that you'll ever know the impact that your decision and your hard work will make on the entire world for people with Down syndrome. So I have a lot of, I'm very thankful can I, can I give you my personal opinion? Yes. <laughs> okay. When when Brian first started talking about, about being in the Congress, mm -hmm. we said, well, the first thing I tried to persuade him not to do it, because we know that here, the Congress, and I don't know everywhere else, but here it's a very difficult uh, position to be a congressman because of the corruption, because of the many things that have been going on. So I said, Brian, why do you want to complicate your life being a colleague? Because you know that they are going to be very, very hard and, and you are going to be exposed to many things and so, so, so. And his answer was very clear. Okay, Peru is the way it is because everybody thinks like you. Nobody wants to do anything and they has and have a very, um, very comfortable position. But no, I am a young person and I have all the values to fight for, for the rights for other people. So I want to do something. I don't want just to, to complain and complain without doing anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, I was shocked. I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> 
perdón, las políticas del Estado a la vez, eh, a la vez no, el problema es que es fácil criticar a, a los políticos, pero tampoco no, no se sentan en, en los zapatos de ellos, ¿no? porque tienen que ser zapatos. Es una postura demasiado fácil de adquirir cuando no están haciendo la ley. Cuando no están haciendo la ley. Lo que dice básicamente es que es muy fácil para una persona que está fuera del parlamento to criticize because uh, this person is in the shoes of the other ones and uh, criticize but he doesn't give anything. So the, 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 the idea for him is to, to give and to propose things that can change and, and be good for us. And that is why he has appointed He doesn't want to be a conformist person. He wants to fight for the rights of the himself and other people. Yo voy a He's going to fight por los for the rights humanos for the right humans. Okay, he's going to fight for all the right human the human rights for all the people with disabilities. He wants to be the, the world leader of all these people with disabilities. I love it. I want I want you to be that too. What's so what's next then? How how do we get to world domination? Okay, through this program, he would like to, to thank to the 14,000 people who has voted for him and who trust him and who are following him. He's not going to stop now. He's going to continue fighting until he becomes what he wants to do, a congressman, to fight for the human rights. He's going to supervise what the, the, this Congress is doing uh, in favor to the people with disabilities. He's going to be a part. And he's going to, he's going to work through, through the uh, Fundación Internacional Progresa Perú. Brian, Brian um, was working in Colombia for Fundación Progresa for almost two years, and he became the promoter of the <coughs> inclusive education in all, all Colombia. So he did a wonderful job. And in the first year when he, while he was working, he asked the president that the same way that he was helping Colombia with inclusion or with inclusive education, he would like Fundación Progresa to help his country because he wanted to come back and to work for his country. So a year later, uh, the president, when Brian was already here, that is in the second year, uh, the president himself came and said, okay, Brian, here I am to honor my commitment and we are going to start Fundación Internacional Progresa Peru. So now it's independent. It's not a branch, but it's independent. We have our own um, foundation, and branch was the inspiration of this foundation in Peru. He is a member of the board. I am the president, and the Fundación Progresa from Colombia, the president, they are members of the board too. So we are all going to work pro-inclusion. Yes. Explain there's an election next year. And there is an election next year. That's what Brian said. He's going to continue until he gets his goal. The goal is 2021. Yes. 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 Yes.
because his goal, his, his goal is to get into the Congress in 2001. And, and he says, your vote can. That's his, his yeah, he wants to give a, a, a lesson to the corruption. Yes. The, the corruption. Uh, so then this documentary should be helpful. Has it brought on more attention than you thought would happen? Okay, so he, he, he says that he agrees that we need a lot of information, videos, um, just to be present in the media. So he can produce, he can promote the inclusive education. I tell you something, um, 14,000 votes was huge. It was a big, big amount because they are congressmen <laughs> at the moment with 7,000 or 8,000 votes. Wow. And Brian had been in any of the nine parties that, that got to the Congress. I mean, they got the, enough, the, the five percent of the general rotation. Brian would have been in, in any of them because, uh, for example, the, the first one is uh, he got 25 seats. And Brian, only 10 people got more votes than him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, his party. He, he got the 34 number, so it was very difficult to, <laughs> in order to, to get to get your party, to get members for the Congress, you need to go over 5% of the, the total votes of, of, in Peru. And his party didn't get the 5%. So Brian got the votes to be a member, but the, the party didn't get the, the, the votes. And, and uh, he was the number two. After the president, he was the number two who, who got uh, 14,000. The president got 20, 21,000. But when we, when we made the publicity and everything, we asked for two numbers. Normally, you have to vote for two numbers. So we asked for the 34, which was Mark Bryan, and the number one, who was the president of the party. So I think thousands of votes that went for Bryan, they're the ones that the president got. I don't think the party or, or the president thought uh, that Brian would get a lot of votes. Right? That's why they put him down on the list, because the higher you are on the list, the more chance you have of people marking. You mark, you, you, you're allowed to vote for two, uh, no, you're allowed to vote for no, two no, people, no. but only one party. Well, he got the 34, but look, 34, he was the number two out, right. of, out of 130. No? Yeah, it was a very big deal. And and a success, a huge success. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like. I think he, he won. He won. Yes. No. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible, and I'm super excited for 2021. So, um, <laughs> Ryan and Katie, can you guys tell our listeners how we can support this further? So, how can we support the documentary, and where do we go to find out more? Yes, absolutely. I think as a start, it would be great to have everyone follow us on social media. Um, you know, we're going to be continuing to post updates there and our Facebook, we're at lcandidato2020. Um, and, and honestly, spread the word. Let people know about it. Um, you know, we, we want to finish this film and we want to finish it as soon as possible. People need to see Brian. He's amazing. Yes, I agree. And Brian, um, do you have your own social media account or ways that our our listeners can follow along. Yeah, you're, you're, you're doing me from Facebook, you know? 
No, he's got his fan page on, on Facebook. It's called where we change now the name. It's called now Brian Russell, just his name, and okay. the other, the other, the other uh, the candidate, the candidato. They can follow Brian and well, all this process of the documentary. Perfect. We will have links to all of those in our show notes, friends. So if you're listening, head over to the luckyfewpodcast.com and you can find all of the links that you need to be following this journey. And please, listeners, share. If you haven't heard about this, go to the links, learn more, and then share this because um, what has happened with Brian and the fact that Katie and Ryan and their team got to capture it on film and share it with the world on a bigger, in a bigger way is incredible. And it's an incredible narrative shift. For our that community personally i think that many people i don't know abroad but many people in peru they think that they are doing a favor when they they receive them in school or when they do something for them it's a right the right is a right you don't That's right. ask for that but with this thing that it crossed the frontiers because of all this uh, impact international impact that brian had i think it has been marvelous because many parents will feel very empowered yes it's so good. And we are all about, I mean, everything you guys are about, we are about here on the podcast. So we are, I speak on behalf of myself and my co-hosts who aren't here. So deeply grateful. I, I always have like such a deep gratitude for parents who come before me. So Brian, your mom and dad, um, I'm just, I know that paths have been paved so that my journey as a mom is, is a little easier and you guys are continuing to um, blaze trails that we get to walk on because of you. So I have deep, deep gratitude to you guys and so thankful to get to be on this Down Syndrome journey with all three of you. You're amazing. Thank you so much, Katie and Ryan, for taking, um, for reading the article and then taking the risk and the chance and investing your time and energy and resources into this story. Thank well, you guys. Thank you, Heather. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. This has been so great getting to chat with Katie and Ryan and Brian and his parents. So thank you for coming on. All right, friends, stay tuned for a word from our sponsor and for a good news interview with our family of the week. Hey friends, Micah here. Now I know you know, it is no small feat to pull this podcast off every week. And we are always looking for support from sponsors. And we've gotten to a point where we would love to include you, our listeners as well. So we're starting something new around here. It's called Patreon. And we have some tiers where you could choose to join us by supporting us financially in whatever way makes the most sense for you. So from $10 to $100 a month, you could be part of the Lucky Few podcast and make it happen every week along with us. We have some fun perks. We have some fun opportunities coming for those of you who decide you wanna jump on this boat. And we can't wait to share more with you. If you are interested at all, go to our website, theluckyfewpodcast.com, click on Patreon and check out how you can support us. Continue to be narrative shifters and shouters of worth in this Down Syndrome space. Thanks, friends.
everyone. My name is Taylor Johnson. I live in Metro Detroit, Michigan with my husband, Kyle, and our son, George. Um, George joined our family March of last year through adoption um, with the help of the National Down Syndrome Adoption Network. We were on the registry for just a little over a week before we got matched with little guy. Um, and we're just really, really grateful to be a part of this amazing community. I've been working in this community um, of people with Down syndrome for seven years now, teaching theater. Um, so it just feels really, really good to be a part of this community in the family way as well. So we're really grateful. Um, George is the most amazing little human being on the planet. He's full of magic. He was born, um, fortunately, with no major health issues. So. Um, we are very, very lucky on that end. He's, uh, I call him a fierce self-advocate. He's got a lot of opinions. And some really good news about George is that George is now cruising. So he's been pulling to stand since Christmas time. And so now he's cruising all over and we're just, you know, he's going to start walking any minute and we are both unprepared and very excited for that. So yeah, we just love this community so much. We feel very, very grateful to be in the Down Syndrome community and the Down Syndrome adoption community. And um, we have an Instagram page for George over at Chosen for Johnson. If you want to come follow us along, um, we'd love to have you. So thank you guys so much. This is such an incredible resource. We love this podcast so much. Longtime fans of you guys. So thank you so much. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Bye-bye. I love hearing from our family of the week. Um, Katie, Ryan, Brian, parents, thank you so much for being here today. We are so incredibly honored to have you all and we are cheering you on big time. Um, we're grateful for the work that you're doing in the world. And all of our listeners, make sure you check out all of this work that they're doing. There are links in our show notes. Make sure you're following along on social media so you can be up to date as this documentary makes its way into the world. And as always, dear friends, we want to hear from you. So if you want to share about your loved one with Down syndrome and be our good news family of the week, you can tag us on social media in your posts at the lucky few pod. And we would love to be able to feature you and your loved one with Down syndrome. Um, and if you are a product or a business that wants to help us shout the worth of people with Down syndrome and support the podcast, you can email us at hello with lucky few podcast for sponsorship opportunities. You've been hearing us talk about Patreon that is happening Head to our page, luckyfewpodcast.com to learn more about Patreon and find out how you can help us financially keep the podcast going as together we shift the narrative. As always, a huge thank you to our editor and producer, Andy Lara, our co-producer, Val Schleter, our sponsor, and all of you who have shared the Lucky Few podcast with friends and who have listened faithfully and cheered us on. Don't forget, head on over to wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe and leave us a review. Um, so that we can have more of those, which means more people get to hear their, hear the podcast. We're so thankful every time. And remember that you are dear listener, supporting your loved one with Down syndrome. You are a shouter of worth and a narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on. We are cheering for you. Well, we'll be together next time on Lucky Few Podcast. See you later. Thanks for listening to Lucky Few Podcasts. Remember to review our show on Apple Podcasts and check us out on all social media at The Lucky Few Pod. You can also support the show now via Anchor.fm just by going to the website, scroll down to the bottom, and you can begin your support right now. Lastly, send us your good news by going to theluckyfewpodcast.com and sending us a message via text, voicemail, or email. See you next time.